Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast. I am Sam North, the trading school lead here at eToro. And as usual, I'm joined by Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia. Good to have you with us today, Josh. Great to be here as always, Sam. Thanks for having me back. Good stuff. How are you? Anything to, to report from the land of Oz? Are you getting the hang of your your new Bloomberg terminal? <laughs> uh, well, I'm still in lockdown, so I've got plenty of time to, to do any activities inside, really. But no, yeah, it's a lovely bit of kit, I must say. Hopefully I can uh, give us some some listeners some amazing insights moving forward as well, because there's uh, some great um, some great data on there. So definitely will be, will be useful, but nothing much to report. Nothing's really changed. Um, still in lockdown. So but the vaccine rates are getting there. So hopefully things are yeah, mo- moving forward. Things going in the right direction. Speaking of the of the right direction, US stocks are at all time highs. Crypto flying again. You'll be forgiven for thinking all is well in the world. Um, <laughs> it shed some light on on the vaccines and the latest updates. There, uh, we can also absolutely take a quick look at or a detailed look at, at crypto. I suspect ADA will be will feature, uh, and then we can cover the latest earnings. I saw JD.com came out uh, overnight, and uh, also you know, a few others as we look to sort of wrap up those those quarter two releases. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, some big moves from markets already this week to, to start. It's, it's been exciting. We've, I say, had crypto on the move, you know, closing at record highs, the S&P um, closed at its 50th record high this year as of Tuesday's close. So, yeah, crazy to say that, but yeah, we're, uh, keep keep moving. 50, wow, 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 wow. 50. Um, so on the, the vaccine front, which I guess is, is where we'll start, when I think of it all, I want to know the percentage of the world that are fully vaxxed. I want to know how the rollout is coming along in the countries that are in lockdown or partial lockdown. And I'm thinking of names such as Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca. What is the latest on, on all of that? And is there anything else worth worth mentioning? Yeah, well, look, it's, it's certainly been, you know, one of the sectors or areas that you know a lot of investors have been interested in recently you know we, we can't really hide away from it or shy away from it at the moment it's been sort of on the tip of everyone's tongue really um some some little nice stats for you to, to follow up to, to your question there we've got 32 percent 32.7 of the world population has received at least one covid19 vaccine and around about 25 percent of the population is, is fully vaccinated which to be frank is, is actually it's not bad but I, I thought it would actually be slightly higher than that um but again, we, we've got to remember that probably a lot of that um, is obviously coming from, um, you know, sort of the Western countries and, and mm. things like that. The rollout, as I mentioned a moment ago, has obviously improved in Australia as well. You know, our vaccine rates are picking up. Um, you know, we should be at 70, 80 percent by November. So, um, you know, I think we sort of followed this, you know, the, the trend of some of the, the rest of the world where we've got lots of incentives at the moment to go and get vaccinated. Um, some workplaces are making it mandatory. We've got things like raffles. 
you know, some of the airlines are giving away, you know, frequent flyer miles. And I even saw one company this week giving away $5 worth of Bitcoin. So there's lots there for people to, to go out and, and get the vaccine. But um, yeah, and like I say, from that, there's obviously companies benefiting because we've had 5 billion doses um, that have been administered. So there's people obviously benefiting. And yeah, the standout name is, is Moderna in terms of performance um it's actually the best performing stock in the s p 500 year to date and in the last 12 months uh, it's gained 508 percent in the last year as of um just earlier's price um on wednesday um yeah 508 percent gain which is obviously huge and and that's because of such a low base in terms of where it's come from revenues have grown four thousand percent year over year which is obviously all thanks to that sort of vaccine rollout um in its recent earnings as well, it also gave an insight into future orders, which, to be frank, is, is actually key, um, given sort of the huge gains that we've seen to then be able to sustain that, um, to get to that point, and then obviously continue to, to keep revenues high. We've got to have a strong outlook and, and, and see what's coming in the future. So Moderna has already signed purchase agreements for 2022 with about $12 billion, with another $8 billion expected as well. And, and of course, we've still got a lot of the year left to go, so we could see further orders coming through. Um, their vaccine is currently being used in more than 50 countries, and you know they expect booster jabs to, to sort of be the, the next driver of revenue, really. And I think what this does for Moderna in terms of where they are they've come from such a low base as i say but it will allow them to expand their current operations and move into you know, other vaccines other pharmaceuticals which is what we see from you know other names producing vaccines like astrazeneca pfizer and um, obviously johnson and johnson as well so help you know diversifies up those revenues um you know and its cash position has more than doubled in a year and net income has gone from um 240 million loss to a positive 4 billion in a year. So huge turnaround, huge growth. And as I say, is it sustainable? You know, that's the, that's the million dollar question. Um, you know, it doesn't look like COVID is disappearing. And I think boosters obviously seem to be well discussed. So that will obviously be big for them. Then we've obviously got Pfizer. That's arguably been the most popular vaccine globally. Um, the FDA granted full approval for their vaccine um, by Pfizer and Biotech um over uh, earlier this week and and sent both shares of those two companies actually higher on monday but i think what this does is this full approval should then create further momentum for vaccines and it'll push a lot more people to go and get the vaccination um that full approval is essentially got ticked all the boxes you know as a normal vaccine would have been so anybody that was hesitant before um you know shouldn't be anymore um but look as i say especially in those areas regions that are maybe lagging behind we could now see more people stepping forward for the jab and push those sort of vaccine rates up. And you know, that reopening trade then could be right upon us. In, in terms of movements from Pfizer's share price, hasn't really had the same sort of positive action, um, sort of came off a slightly larger base. And what I mean by that, it's already started with you know, a slightly larger revenue base already. Um, so shares are up about 32% this year. So it's still outperformed the S&P 500 and AstraZeneca as well. Um, an interesting fact as well, though, which is is not you know like something like Moderna. It actually is that Pfizer is the largest um, company um, in the S and P five hundred with the largest dividend. So what I mean by that is they pay a three point two percent dividend, which is the the highest in terms of ranking by market cap. Um, so I think they're about twentieth, twenty fifth on the list of market cap, and their dividend is is the highest, which is is pretty interesting. 
Um, but as I say, you know, the Moderna, Pfizer, it's going to be those sort of booster shots coming through with Pfizer. As I say, much of their um, revenues is uh, sort of slightly diversified. Um, you know, the vaccine is, is leading the way, but they have a lot of other income coming through. You know, it has other drugs for things like pneumonia, cancer. They've all got really fancy names, so I won't go into them. But um, <laughs> I can't say any of them. But yeah, Wall Street isn't bullish on Pfizer, I must say. Um, the consensus is sort of, you know, a hold at these sort of prices. Um, I think most feel Moderna's booster will be a little bit more successful. Um, but that full FDA approval this week could change things. So it will certainly be a, an interesting race. Sure, sure. And I'm loving the stats, loving the stats. So just to go over those, 32.7% of the world has had received one and 246 is fully vaccinated. Well, hopefully that, that just keeps going one direction, where it's only going to go one direction, of course, but uh, at, a, uh, at a speedy rate. Um, hopefully, just like Mikkel Arteta's reign as Arsenal manager, quarter two earnings are, are coming to an end. But that doesn't mean this week doesn't have in anything interesting to, to report. Snowflake, Salesforce, Peloton, JD.com, as we mentioned earlier, and, and XBank all released or are releasing. So what are your, your thoughts on all that, that at the moment? Anything to sort of pick from that? My first thought is to probably just move away from football as quickly as we can. Please. Move on for your sake, Sam. But um, yeah, look, some big some big names out there coming through, like say wrapping up sort of earnings. Um, you mentioned earlier that sort of JD came through. Some big numbers there um, out of our shares are up, or sorry, through the session shares are up about 14% yesterday. Um, so some, a welcomed boost for for uh, one of those sort of Chinese stocks, which has been good. And then another Chinese stock, as you mentioned, Xpeng, be an interesting one. Um, some big sales numbers coming through recently from them. Um, July numbers were, were higher than Neo's, first time ever. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, possibly an upward surprise there for earnings, which, as I say, again, will be well welcomed if... Uh, um, after the sort of the recent sell-off we've had in, in that sort of you know, Chinese stock sector. So certainly will be will be interesting. I think we, we touched on Peloton. I think that's obviously done extremely well during the pandemic. A lot of people have had a lot of questions about Peloton, being honest. Um, people have asked me about its longevity. Um, you know, why would I why should I buy one of their bikes when I can just buy a normal exercise bike and watch it on YouTube? And, and, and it's a good question. And to be fair, I've struggled to see it as well um, in terms of that longevity. But I think, you know, you've really got to zoom out, you know, and then really sort of go through the sort of the, the business side of it. And I think to me, it's not just a fitness equipment service. Not I'll touch on that on why, but it's the largest fitness platform in the world right now. It has 5.4 million members. And so I think, you know, what we're looking at here is something that can essentially disrupt the fitness industry. So we're going to continue to see more fitness at home, I think, than ever before, because we've adapted to that. Yes, gyms are great, but I do think we'll, we'll see people adapting to it. You know, it's sort of that new era that we've seen. But I think my sense and what I can see it for, I essentially see it as the, the fitness streaming service. Um, it's it's like an it's like a Netflix, but for fitness. That's that's how I see it right now. Rather than a fit fitness equipment business, if you like, of course, you know those sales. I think they've just brought out a treadmill, and they've obviously got the bike are obviously massive. Um, but you know, essentially, that user base of those members um, is what's going to be key for them if they're going to keep driving revenues. Again, I, you know, these prices, are, I find it difficult to to see that longevity, but. We shall see. But yeah, the, the then the daddy of this week, if you like, is, is Salesforce. 
Um, they've finally closed the, the Slack deal, um, which obviously should help them to continue drive revenues moving forward. It was one of those deals which essentially, I think, was a, a deal that maybe came at slightly the wrong time for Salesforce, but it was a deal that had to happen. You know, Microsoft was sort of nipping at their heels and, you know, teams had been so successful over the last sort of 18 months when we worked from home. So I think, you know, to, to sort of keep that market share, I think Salesforce just had to go and, and spend that money at that time. So I think we're going to see in, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to see a hit on earnings in this quarter due to that acquisition. But overall, I think the customer base and, and how vast that is will help drive sales. Um, I, I, another you know, interesting stat I read today, 40% of its sales staff, uh, sorry, 40% of its staff are all in sales. Um, you know, so th that's a huge number. Yeah. So, you know, they're obviously spending a lot of money on sales and marketing, um, which is obviously weighing on sort of that profitability side, but you know, they're, they're looking at that future growth and, and the, the industry, the SAS or SAS, I'm not exactly sure how you say that, but it's going to be about 850 billion in 2025. So there's a huge market there. Um, and like I say, there's that sort of con continued competition from Microsoft, but like I say, that it's had really strong M&A activity. That Slack purchase was huge. Tableau purchase back into 2019. Um, they've done really well with, with M&A. And, and I think that's going to you know, help build it into sort of one big vehicle, which is then going to help those sort of bigger contracts coming through the door. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just rewinding back to, to what you, you were saying about Peloton there. And I, I mean, I was in the same camp and sort of struggled to, to, to sort of understand it all. I mean, it was killing the game last year wasn't it in mm. in terms of its stock price and, and whatnot but i haven't spoke to people who have a peloton they all have said would never get rid of it best thing mm. they've got and i know someone who works at peloton quite well I play golf with him and he's like we're coming for the world is uh is his quote he is actually a salesperson for them though so yeah, it sounds like, like it <laughs> yeah um but it is interesting i i want to have a have a go on on it to see what the hype is about um Another positive week, though, has to be said for for crypto. I think that's what five in a in a, in a row for, for Bitcoin. Um, I know you'll be very happy with with AJ. Although I saw it jumped around a bit the back end of yesterday's session in the UK. Um, I'm also very jealous, as I know you got in way earlier the, than I did, so you can have a little gloat if you want. Um, <laughs> but what are you? What other than that? What are you? Uh, what are you keeping your eye on at the moment? Yeah, so it's obviously been you know a great week again from crypto. Like you say, it was wasn't long ago that we were you know pretty negative most weeks on it. You know, again we couldn't really see a way out. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it. But I, I've been a crypto bull for over a long time, and ADA was one of those that stood out to me quite early doors. Sort of that technology. You know, I was again very big on Ethereum, um, and I think I was big on Ethereum, and then I was looking into the other projects around that. Um, and, and ADA was one of those that I thought could could really rival something like Ethereum. But yeah, it surged in value this week. New all-time highs at about two dollars ninety-seven. Um, you know, so it's a huge. You know, I think it was at five cents early twenty twenty, which is crazy. Um, and it's up about fifteen hundred percent alone this year, which is is absolutely staggering. But just, yeah, just, it's just fifteen hundred percent. Yeah, fifteen hundred percent. You know, I don't even know why we're even talking about it. Um, <laughs> but it, it's got the Alonzo upgrade um, for you know, which is coming through, and that will obviously then provide that smart contract capability that's going to be fully released by september october time once that's complete 
you know, I think ADA will be in a solid position and to challenge, you know, Ethereum for that, for that DeFi crown, you know, h- how much it does challenge will be really interesting. But I think the two can coincide. You know, I think there's a big enough market there to to have, a, you know, a couple of those big DeFi names, you know, working it out. But we also have Bitcoin, you know, possibly moving towards smart contract capabilities as well, um, upgrading their technology with the Taproot at the end of this year. So it seems the way that the crypto is going. So it's going to be interesting, but there's going to be so many ways that we use crypto in the future. Um, we're going to need more than one. So, but I think particularly with ADA, that price appreciation that we've seen and then benefits like you get through staking um, that, that you obviously get on, you know, eToro as well has, has made it a standout to be honest. So um, that was obviously probably the, the, um, the biggest mover of the week, but then obviously, like you say, Bitcoin, another good week just broke through that sort of 50 K barrier it's the first time we broke through that since obviously the drop in May. And that, and that's really a huge psychological barrier, um, you know, from, for an investor and, uh, and obviously a technical, you know, resistance level as well from obviously your side as well. So I mean, you probably touched on that, but you know, once we did see that it, it sort of hit a bit of resistance, we pulled off slightly. Um, but what we saw is when this did last happen, when we sort of hit that sort of first time we ever hit 50 K did take a couple of months, so then hit a news all-time higher for 64. It hit that re- sort of, you know, I think it surged up to about 58K, hit some resistance and then tumbled down to about 45,000. Um, so, you know, again, it might take a couple of months for us to sort of really break through to, to a new all-time high. Um, so that will be an interesting one to watch. We did have some positive news this week with PayPal. They announced the buying and selling of crypto for its UK customers which again is, is huge news. I think that is just a testament to this mainstream adoption of crypto that, that we sort of are seeing. And, and PayPal is, is obviously a huge advocate. We had Visa this week, you know, buying NFTs. So, you know, there's, there's a lot out there that's really positive, you know, for the whole, you know, sort of, you know, industry at the moment. And then finally, um, Michael Saylor, the, the crypto bull and, and the CEO of MicroStrategy, um, woke up this morning to see he bought another um 3900 bitcoin um absolutely crazy um it takes their now total holdings to around 109000 bitcoin with an approximate valuation of 5.36 billion um so he's either crazy or a complete genius um i actually had a quick look earlier and that their value of bitcoin is 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 close to being the same as their market cap as a company microstrategy so yeah, like I say, he's either crazy or a complete genius, but he's, you know, to, to go that, you know, heavy in, um, he obviously sees something there. So, Michael, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast to to, to discuss it. So, uh, yeah, just hit me up. Just DM me or Sam on Twitter and we'll get it going. Absolutely. Yeah. 5.36 billion. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And and on that note, thank you very much for, for listening to the podcast. If you If you made it this far. You can learn more about the market by visiting our eToro Academy. We've actually got a free park course here in the UK, um, which is running today, Wednesday, 25th, 26th and 27th uh, of August, of course. Uh, that's 1 to 2.30 each day. So feel free to, to sign up to that. It's free, of course, as, as all our education is. Um, we'll be back next week as usual. We've got more special guests lined up for the coming weeks. So keep uh, an eye or ear, I guess, out for, for that. Josh, thank you very much as always. No, thank you, Sam. Um, I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week. Take care, guys. Have a good one. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. 
For more information, visit eToro.com.